0: Welcome to an inspirational message, recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Yes, Father, in this most holy atmosphere, oh God, what an honor and a privilege to speak your words to your people. Lord, I wanna thank you for this loaded atmosphere for it is the anointing that destroy the yoke. And tonight, Lord God, no matter what it might be, it might be sickness, it might be worries for family, it might be relational, it might be anything else, oh God, but whatever it is, you call that out now before the Lord as you're standing there. You bring your requests before the Lord. And in this anointed atmosphere, As we sang the words, Amen. By faith, so shall your breakthrough be. In Jesus' Name, it comes to you now. We release it in Jesus' Name. Can you say Amen and give God victory? Hallelujah. Amen. Shout Amen. Shout Amen. Once more, Amen. Yes. Glory to God, oh praise the Lord. Thank you band. I don't know what you did, but you did it right tonight. And I'm so honored and blessed to be here with you. My dear brother and sister, who knows what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. And that makes the difference. I want you to know that Pentecost has only started, and the government might lock us down, but in the spirit, it is open. And wherever you are tomorrow, please make a serious effort to deal with all distractions. Switch off all cell phones and whatever else, and like Pastor Harold always says, shut the parrot up and whatever, put the dog somewhere and whatever but focus for the next period of time, because this is what I sense in the spirit. There is a major thing coming. This year's Pentecost is going to be different, I tell you now. But remember what Gypsy Smith said. He said, if you want revival, you go into your prayer room, you go tomorrow, and before the service starts, You draw a circle with chalk and you say, Lord, send a revival and let it begin in this circle with me. Hallelujah. That's what we will do. There is an awakening of the church. Something is happening. I've been listening to messages of other ministers and everybody says the same thing. There is an expectancy that the spirit of the Lord will be poured out in a way that we have not seen. But we must have an expectation. We must have a hunger for revival. As my theme is still this evening. A hunger for revival. You know, I, as I said this morning, I spoke to a lady that it's, it's about 30 years now. I met her first of all on her knees in spiritual now, don't take this wrong, but like in spiritual labor, she was crying out, groaning before God in a little rondavel behind the church. And I'll never forget that. That was behind the tent, by the way, there in, in uh, Laratong, where Laratong is. And I'll never forget that. And you know what? That one person has never stopped crying for revival. I wonder how many of us have maybe become tired and stopped crying out for revival. But this is the time to be woken up. And I see the youth there. If you didn't get this morning's message, you must get the introduction to what I'm gonna continue on tonight. And that will be the theme for the rest. Do you know that God used the young people? The young people, come on, all young people, stand up right now, wherever you are. If you consider yourself young, stand. There we go, praise God. These are the people, yes, God will bring it in. And now I'm gonna ask something more difficult. But if you feel you're so insignificant that when you cross a road, you walk underneath the white stripe, I want you to stand right now. I dare you. Yeah, you're less bong. But you see, I look in the spirit. And I see in the spirit, people that say, who me? Yes, you. That housewife that nobody even knows your name, but we find you at night busy with God. That man that is crying out to God on his way to work. Young person, I want to say to you, God used the insignificant and the young people to work the revivals. That does not mean that you don't fall into that category that your prayers don't count. No, it is obvious that they count. But it's not obvious that He used young people. Who would listen to a 15 and a 16 year old person that get up and say something powerful in the spirit? Sit down. God used them. And you have been born for a time. Such as this. Now in 2021, you are alive and you're sitting in the evening church service. Matthew 5 verse 6 is still true. That's my text from this morning and I want to make it my text for this evening as I go on with this message. Uh, Matthew 5 verse 6. Blessed. I said this morning, how many of you in this place wants to be blessed? Come on, if you don't raise your hand, you're going to miss it. My you nearly missed it. Matthew 5, verse 6. Blessed are they who that hunger and thirst after righteousness. But it doesn't stop there. For they promise shall be full. Come on, anybody, give God praise. If you want to be blessed, if you want to be full, it is the time to seek the Lord. Be hungry and thirsty. If you've ever heard of anybody that preached himself on fire, it was me last Sunday evening. I don't care, anybody else, but I was challenged. I stood right there in the front as the message came through and God got to me. I went and I dug out my books. This was a supernatural week for me and I am so hungry and thirsty all over for God. Do you know why God wanted to stop you? from becoming powerful. I tell you again in case you've never heard it because he knew if you catch the fire of God, he's in trouble. I dare you, catch the fire somebody in this place. (laughs) Hallelujah, yes. Oh, he's in for trouble. Mm. So the disciples understood this, just to recap very quickly. That's why they waited because there was a command, a command to wait in Jerusalem until you're endued with the power from on high. This is Pentecost. We're waiting for the power. You know, tonight on my way here, I drove there from Sierra down over the little mountain nearby Doreen. And um, on my way here, and there's a little place called Jesus, come. Jesus is coming. Now, in the old days, it was written underneath Maranatha and now there's homes there. I think a uh, little of you lives on Maranata now, <laughs> somewhere there. Blessed place, holy ground. But there was a time that I was desperately crying out for God. It was before I came to the Bible school here at Little Falls or at uh, rather the Herleving Centrum, West Ranty Bible Center. And my rug was literally pulled out from under me. I was at a place that I was so desperate because I knew I had a call of God on my life. But the previous place that I studied nearly killed me with a theology and I just had to get out of there. And I did not know where to go. I went up on that mountain where the Baptist Union uh, have little cottages. And I rented one for three days and I fasted and I prayed. And I said, my God, I need to hear from you. Listen, if you know that there is a purpose and a call on your life, and suddenly you're at a dead end in your life, you become desperate. I was fasting and praying. And for three days, I did not hear a single thing from God. I was just very hungry. But not spiritually hungry. I was more physically hungry. And the third day, the evening, I said to the Lord simply these words. I said, Father, well, then I suppose you don't want to talk to me anymore. I will still continue to believe. But I know that there is a call of God. You called me on my life. And I will not give up but I'm gonna pack up my stuff now and I'm gonna go home and you have to do whatever you wanna do. I think it's Psalm 115 that says, God is in heaven and he does as he pleases. So I just said, you do whatever you wanna do. I surrendered. I think I was too hungry. It was in the early days, you must understand, then I didn't know how to fast really, so. And as I was busy packing up my stuff, God is my witness, this is the truth. I heard the sound of a mighty rushing wind coming straight towards my room. And as that wind blew over that cottage, it was a real wind, but I think it was just like that. It was huge, like a tornado, tornado kind of a thing. As it blew over, I heard the voice of the Lord say to me, Go down to Harold Weitz's Bible School and there you will find the direction for the rest of your life. You see, we give up too soon. But if you persevere, listen to me. There is a mighty rushing wind coming your way with an answer from the throne of heaven. It's time to get hungry on our knees again and cry out to God. If you've become tired, if your hands have become weak, I say to you tonight, strengthen your arms, strengthen your legs, lift up your head, look up to heaven, cry out to God. He is bringing your answer, hallelujah, oh yes. All revivals were born because of a hunger and a thirst. Just ask yourself this question. And I know my messages are often challenging. But just remember it gets to me first. If God have to give you a revival in response to your level of desperation at the moment. How big will it be your revival? Let that sink in. I tell you, I've seen people as I read through these little books, said this morning, Euphias van die Pongsterbitte era, that's like, a, I don't know, what is it Euphias? Centenary or whatever. Of the Pentecostal prayer meetings, 1861 to 1961, South Africa. Do you know that God poured out his spirit on South Africa? I'll give you an account just now in the next few minutes. The High Cost of Revival, John R. Price. This little book is one of my most most precious possessions on this planet. Revivals are still available, but there's a price tag. And then this one, Spiritual Hunger, God, Men, and Other Sermons. This is still available quite regularly. You'll get yours Soon, promised them one. And my brother and sister, God started in this week to talk to me about my level of desperation. And I don't know about you, but if I think back, tonight I got a little bit of a taste here of real cordons. Was, hi sissy van my I say, I think you need to really let rip and show them how it's done when we do it again. When your feet barely touch the ground and you like just float over the platform and over the audience. You see, there are things that many people don't even know about. And I want you to go and research. Whatever you're doing this week, focus on. The revivals of the past, read up on it, become hungry for it, because imagine if we can be like John G. Lake and like these people, I'm not going to get into this morning, but I spoke about the importance of tears and how God captures them in a bottle. Psalm 56 verse 8, you have collected all my tears and preserved them in your bottle. You've recorded each one of them in your book. Do you know that God records your tears? Hallelujah. Oh, that makes me very happy. Spoke about Dan fear and crying out to God and the result of it. Just want to move on. Charles Parnum, hungry for the Acts 2, outpouring of the Holy Spirit. God showed me that in this audience and wherever, there are people. And listen to me now. Some of you that are here and have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, even you out there, I say to you, in this week coming, there's going to be a visitation in your prayer room where you're watching these services and God is going to baptize you in such a powerful way. Why? Because you're ashamed here in public to go. So, never ashamed. But he's going to meet you like he met Evan Roberts in his room with the Welsh Revival. He's going to meet you. You'll begin to speak in other tongues. But there was a time when people did not know this. They did not know the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How privileged are we? And he cried out to God, this parham. And Evan Roberts Hallelujah. You're going to listen to this morning's message, how the bars glow down. And I want to remind you tonight of another person. He's one of my heroes. He was only 29 years old when he died. 29 years old when he died. But he gave his entire life to the Lord to cry out for the Indians in America. He prayed so much. His name is David Brainerd. He prayed so much that the snow around him started to melt. He prayed until he died of tuberculosis, 29 years old. This man prayed in the snow as the snow was melting with blood coming over his lips because of the TB. But the rewards were that hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of souls were saved. Do we even pray or cry out for our neighbors as we should? Are we concerned about them enough? I'm pleading with you, are we? Maybe you are, hallelujah, praise God. But maybe there's one person that needs this challenge right now. And of course, my favorite, the Rolls-Royce of revivals, in my opinion, was the Azusa Street Revival. It was a bunch of young people crying out to God in Bonnie Bray Street in Los Angeles. A few people, young people, oh, hear me. You've got the energy. You've got the fire. You've got the zeal. Oh, begin to have through the night prayers again. Crying to God for revival. And suddenly the place became too small and they moved to Azusa Street where they rented a little place. you know what their chairs were? Wooden boxes with planks on them in a square. And here in the one corner, was a soap box, and I'm going to say this, there was an African-American man by the name of William Daddy Seymour, blind in his one eye because of smallpox, but he had a hunger, he had a hunger for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and you would often find him underneath with his head tucked away in that soapbox. Crying, crying, crying for revival. You know what the results were? The neighbors called the fire brigade because flames of fire appeared on the roof of that building. Hallelujah. Oh, listen. Do you know that God still does supernatural things? When last did we experience it? I'm hungry for it I'm thirsty for it I tell you there is coming a day that the band will be on this platform And you will all be on your knees And you'll be singing in the spirit Songs that were never even written, hallelujah It is coming You will be under the spirit, hallelujah Oh, there is coming a day when the preachers will be flat on their face here. God, I'm hungry for revival. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. But this morning I said, when you go to a restaurant, they present you with a menu. And on the menu, there's the picture of the cheddar melt steak and the what and the ice spine and the you looked a little bit to the right or underneath, you will see there's a price. There's a price. You see, before the fire appeared on the roof and the Spirit of God fell in that place, you know the power was so heavy that when people passed by the building, they were slain in the Spirit and began to speak in tongues on the other side of the road. Before that happens, there's a price. There's a price. William Daddy Seymour prayed five hours a day for two and a half years. Five hours a day for two and a half years. And right there, most people say to me, I'm out of it. Where do you think I'm going to get time to pray five hours a day? Do we want revival? Jesus said to his disciples, could you not even tarry one hour with me? He said, God, I'm still hungry after the two and a half years. And he increased his prayer to seven hours a day for another year and a half. And the fire fell. Evan Roberts prayed 13 years for revival. What am I saying to you? Don't give up. Young people, you might be sitting here and if Jesus does not come soon, you might refer back to this day and say there was a day that a young Evan Roberts, a young David Brainerd, a young lady of 16 years that stood up and just presented a little song in a prayer meeting. There was a day that something happened in my spirit. The older people here They say that when you get older, your sleep gets less. Let's get one thing straight. That means we have to pray more. (laughs) The fire appeared on the roof. In 1846, in South Africa, in the Paul, in the Boerland, there was a certain minister, a reverend van der Lingen, and he wrote the following words. He said, the deadness in my church is so severe that I know the only solution would be an outpouring of the spirit. A reverend that said that, hallelujah. And then of course, 1858 to 1860, there was a powerful revival in the Bullant. Shortly after that, God heard van der Lingen's prayer. And the spirit was poured out in the Boerland. They say that Andrew Murray, he was a very serious kind of a person. He's one of my heroes, by the way. If you've never read his books, read all of them. You'll be changed. (laughs) It is in English, don't worry. So, Andrew Murray was busy with an English service in his reformed church. Very, you know, talking. The youth were having a prayer meeting next door. And one colored girl, 16 years old, got up and said, may I present a song please? And as they began to sing the song, she started praying so passionately that a sound, it's documented, a sound like a runaway train was coming towards that building where they were praying. Everybody heard it. They were going on so, so, so crazy in that place under the power of the Holy Spirit that an elder walked past, was very worried because of the chaos in the youth hall. Yes, bring chaos to the youth hall. Hallelujah and maybe the neighbor next door will be slain in the spirit that is making noise about our noise. You hear me, sir? Repent. (laughs) He phones here with the most foul language. This man, he just needs to repent and be born again. All the love, I'm saying that. So imagine this, he goes, he says, Reverend Murray, there's a big noise in the youth hall. So Andrew Murray walks in there with his whatever suit and hat and what, and he says, quiet, God is a God of order. (laughs) And they could not even hear him because of the sound of the praises and the prayer, hallelujah. Oh, but it gets better. The next Saturday, he led the prayer meeting. And guess what happened? Not deep into the prayer meeting, oh glory, hallelujah. The sound of that runaway train came running towards them again. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit in that place. You see, if you persevere, God will bring you your miracle and your revival. Don't give up. It spread all over. Oh, praise God. Spread all over the the whole uh, area there. And Andrew Murray wrote this. He says the lifeless form of religion was now making way for a deep spiritual life in our people. Maybe it's time to get so hungry for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that our old uh, lifeless form of religion will make place for something. Like I said, Dan Van Feeren, oh, when he walked up to that front door, his wife was just falling on her knees and crying out to the Lord. I said this morning, I tell you now, when you come out of this oven tonight, and you go to your workplace, may your face be aglow with the fire of the Holy Spirit tomorrow, that when you walk into your workplace, people will say, where have you been? What has happened to you? I've been in the presence of the Lord, hallelujah. (laughs) Jeremiah 29 verse 13 is still true. And you will, you will, you will seek him and find him says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Not a little dark corner, not a little hidden area, but all your heart. I say to you, I have an expectation of an outpouring of the spirit. This West Rand now, now is the time. It needs to be touched. Have you really been hungry? Have you really been thirsty? If you haven't, you know when you deal with people, um, Dr. Dennis, is that pain scale one to 10? Where they say, what's your pain on a one to 10? Okay. And you would say, oh, my pain is about five, or my pain is about four, my pain is 10. My level? What is our hunger level tonight? Seriously, you and God alone. You and God. Ask yourself. What's my hunger level? I tell you, you've seen these um, spigomanometers, the things with a, uh, what's it, quicksilver. I want to tell you, I got one of those with a, with a little tube, and then it goes to the top and it can't burn. I tell you, I pray you get so hungry that that quicksilver just goes like a push, right out the top, squirting all over the place. Be pletheu with the Holy Spirit, fold like on the day of Pentecost. For those of you that didn't hear, I asked a question this morning, and I said, sure, if the history books were to write about the state of the church in 2021, what will they write? Will they write that on a Sunday evening or a Sunday morning on the 30th of May, 2021, somebody heard a crazy little guy speaking and something happened in my spirit and I dared to believe God and I started crying out to him until revival came. Come on, anybody. I told this morning of a, an event in the tent. Alida, Yella, Erika. How many of you were in the tent the night that Morris Cerello preached in this audience? Alida, Darsei, and Do you still remember that night? Do you remember how we crawled under those steel chairs and cried out to God? It sounded like a beehive in that place. It was a supernatural visitation of the Lord. Now, that was already 1990 or 1991, round about there. I think it's time again that we have a visitation and that the glory cloud of the Lord appear on this church as it appeared on that night in that tent. But how hungry are we? Imagine if your neighbors call the fire brigade and say, we don't know what's happening, but come quickly. That's if there are fire trucks around anymore. That was a sick joke, sorry. (laughs) I want to just bring you some of the characteristics of a revival. It was normally during times of great need. How many of you agree that in the natural we're in time of great need? Okay, we're ready for revival. It normally was a time where there were an individual or individuals that were really hungry for God. Audience, you can never be the same after this night and this morning. Never. Because God will tell you, what did you do with that message when I, by my spirit, said to you, how hungry are you? They prayed earnestly and for however long it took. You know, we're going to get what we ask for you hear me? We're going to get what we ask for. Oh, I'm being challenged here. They seriously dealt with sin in their lives. We cannot afford to have pet sins anymore. They will be blockages to the outpouring of the spirit. They forsook their idols. In other words, God was first. They had a hunger for holiness and to please God more fully higher levels of commitment than ever before. They denied themselves and they humbled themselves. Forgiveness, oh my. They walked in forgiveness. Do you know that God cannot forgive you if you choose not to forgive others? He said, so you'd better understand, deal with unforgiveness and bitterness. They walked in godly love. Does the love of God still cause us to have compassion on other people? Moved with compassion. There were supernatural signs and wonders. I'm actually afraid to ask this, but I wonder how many people in this place will really raise their hand from the fishbowl over there to this side over here. Call that the fishbowl. Don't worry, you're not fish. You've been caught already. Hallelujah. But how many of you, how many of you have had real supernatural experiences with God? You see, only if you've tasted it once, you will know what it tastes like. But if you've never tasted it, it is time to look at that menu and say, here is something very strange called vegetables. I've never tried this before. (laughs) That's tongue in the cheek because I know some people don't like it. Tongues, singing in the spirit. I don't know if there's anybody in the audience that were there the night that we started the Randfontein church and we had, we planted a church there. And we had a march through the streets and we came back to an old uh, uh, Dutch Reformed church building that was not being used anymore. That was not being used anymore. You know how sad it is if a church building is not being used anymore. But we said we want to rent it. Hire it, whatever, rent it. And we walked. We came back. And we stood there and we started praising God. God the week before we actually opened. Is there anybody here that were there that night? No. You know what happened? We heard the sound of a huge audience (coughs) clapping hands in the spirit. I think the angels were rejoicing. My first message there was unstopping the wells. It is time for us to unstop the wells that the Philistines have blocked up. It is time for us to do the work and to say, let the rivers of living water come forward again. And the clapping of hands will be in the air. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Angelic choirs, where you suddenly hear the music playing. And then there's an angel choir in the background. You know, one day I was sitting here in my normal spot. and Pastor Harold was ministering. And suddenly the heavens opened and I saw an angel standing here. Two wings he covered his feet. Two wings was just like this. And the other two wings were up like this, touching the lights up here. That's how tall he was. I got the fright of my life. He had four faces. Do you think that supernatural things still happen? One day there was a ministry here or a minister, and suddenly a fog appeared coming into the audience. Some of you might have seen that. But I pray that the eyes of your understanding being opened, hallelujah, and you will begin to see in the spirit and you'll begin to discern things. Oh God, give us a hunger and a thirst. These people studied the word. One of those Indian people in Asia had a revival in their area. And he wrote to his friend, and he said, we are having a great revival here. (laughs) In case you didn't hear, we are having a great revival here. I think it's time for us to have a revival again. To get in there and to say, my God, if you could do it then, imagine this people, God is still the same. The eyes of a servant can still be open to see the chariots of fire all around us. What is revival? Simply, as I come to a close. Psalm 85 verse 4 and 5. Psalm 85 verse 4 and 5 and 6. The psalmist writes, Psalm 85 verse 4. Restore us, O God of our salvation. Restore us. If a thing needs to be restored, it means it is not functioning as it's supposed to. Now, without being offensive, do you know there's a book that I'm reading, and I'm going to make you very curious now. But that book is so challenging and so serious, I can't even give you the the, the title of it because I don't think many people are ready for it. But in that book it says, if we really were what we think we are, we would, on a Sunday, be marching with sackcloth on our bodies and ashes on our heads, shaking our heads at the state of the church and the world around us. I want to say to you, if we really had what I want us to have, I would not be standing here telling you about it. Do you understand? Listen, do you know what I really want? Is when this church opens up again, and Pastor Harold, forgive me, But I want the holy chaos that Andrew Murray walked into in that room where nothing is in order anymore. Like I said with the band, like I said with the preacher, like I said with the audience, don't come to church to catch the fire, bring the fire to church. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's what Wesley said. He said, Lord, set me on fire and the people will come and watch me burn. The psalmist cried out, restore us. Verse 6, will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? I don't care if this is for anybody else, but I want restoration. I want revival. I want that awakening in my life to never stop. Jeremiah 33, is still true. Call to me. Call to me and I will answer you. That means if you begin to call and you continue to call and you continue to call, somewhere along the line, the breakthrough is going to come and you're going to catch that fire. Sorry for being a bit on fire. It simply means to awake again, to become alive again, to be renewed again to turn from a state of lukewarmness, to return to your original condition. Charles Finney said, it is nothing less and nothing more than a simple return to the simple obedience of the word of God. These awakenings can be our portion too. Paul's advice, and I'm gonna close with this, I'm just going to read you what I read this morning. Paul talks to the church, and he says in Ephesians 5, verse 14, Awake, O sleeper. You know, if you're sleeping, and somebody comes to you and says, Hey, it's time to wake up. (laughs) You're probably going to go, But if they say, don't get a fright, awake. (laughs) I hope the systems are okay. (laughs) Awake, O sleeper, rise up from your dead. Shame, somebody got a very big fright now in a house there, I see. (laughs) Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Verse 16. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't let an opportunity pass you by. Become sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Remember the eyes of your understanding being opened. Verse 18, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Romans 13, verse 11, and do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of your sleep. Romans 13, verse 14, and put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. John Knox in 1543 said, one man with God is always a majority. Wherever you go and whatever you do, Christ in you, the hope of glory, makes you a majority. When you face the court, when you face the, 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 um, the boss, when you face the bank manager, when you face whatever, greater is he who is in you than they that are in the world. You go there more as a conqueror. Hallelujah. John Knox also said, give me Scotland or I'll die. Who tonight, don't raise your hand, but in your spirit says, I believe I can ask for South Africa and begin to call upon God as never before. Close with a story. You've heard the story, but for the sake of illustrating what I'm saying, during the time of the passenger liners, the big ones like the Titanic and so on, there was a man that went on this ship. He desperately wanted to do it. A poor man, he saved up. And he took all his life's savings and he bought a ticket. And when he got the ticket, with it came a brochure. And the brochure, he just browsed through it and he put it one side and he treasured the ticket. And eventually the day came that he bought the ship. And as he bought it, they said, there's your cabin. And he went to his cabin. And he stayed there. Just came out to walk around a little bit, and he stayed there. Every night and every morning and every afternoon, he would see the people go to the dining hall and enjoy the banquet that was set out for them. If any of you have ever been on these things, I haven't, but I hear you can eat as much, eat as much as you want to, whenever you want to, for as long as you want to. But he sat there and he ate his rusks and his water. And he was so hungry, but he just ate the dry rusks and the water, but he was happy to be on the ship. And at the end of this cruise, the captain greeted him as he just got off the ship. And the captain said to him, sir, we saw you there in your cabin. Why did you not join us for the banquets? And the man just dropped his head and he said, sorry, but I didn't have money for that. The captain answered and he said, but did you not read the manual that it was all included for you? I want to say to you, people go through life robbing themselves because they don't read the manual. It is included for you. Revival has already come to South Africa, but who's going to pay the price? That is my challenge to me and to you today. May God give that history will tell that at least one person oh hallelujah if more praise God but at least one person will take this message and begin to do something in obedience to the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? Before I pray and let you go and you can come and collect your handkerchiefs afterwards. Ben, do you have a Another blessing for us tonight before we go. Make it the best you've ever done because it's the last one for a while. (laughs) Slow, it doesn't matter. I think they all need a bit of fire. They're jet fuel, praise God. But for you, if there's anybody now with pain in your body, please just stand, don't be shy. If you've got pain in your body, Just stand, thank you at the back there. Thank you there, there, wherever you are. All right, we cannot lay hands on you now, but everybody around them, stretch out your hands to them and seriously begin to pray for them. Just begin to pray. Lift your voices and begin to pray. Release healing in Jesus' name right now. There in the mother's room, there in the back, wherever you are, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. I command that pain to go in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it right now and I say, "Banish you pain from that body. I speak life, I speak healing, I speak the rejuvenation of the cells in your body, the blood and every part of your body to be touched right now. May the power of the Holy Spirit come upon you wherever you are and that curse is broken right now in Jesus' name. Can you give God praise? We believe it is done, hallelujah. Thank you, you may be seated. Let me just give you a testimony very quickly. One day I came off a wooden ladder and I broke my ankle. I actually shattered it completely. A doctor's friend of mine that unfortunately has gone on to be with the Lord. He said, you'll have to go. That was the afternoon, the evening we had a service. And the next day he said to me, you've got to go and have the x-rays taken. But I can tell you now, but what I see here, it was like really seriously damaged. I came that evening on crutches. Can you imagine? Tien's Blom on crutches sitting here. And of course, Pastor Harold said, so what's wrong with you? What did you do? And I was so embarrassed. I just wanted to hide under the chair. And I told him what happened. And he said, no, let me pray for you. And I stood here and uh, he started praying for me. And as he prayed for me, it felt like cotton around my foot. Literally like warm cotton wool around my foot and I started doing this and I said it's not painful I can do this so of course he saw that and he did what he always does he said now run up and down so here I'm running up and down And I went and I sat down. Oh my Then it started to pain I went home. I waited until everybody was gone and I limped out of the church got in my car, could hardly manage it, went to sleep. And the next morning, I forced my foot into the shoe and I had to come to work because everybody now believed I was healed. Guess what? On the way here, the Holy Spirit touched me and my foot was instantly healed. And today's soul, praise God, don't give up, don't give up. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, and he will go in Jesus' name. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.